You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries, welcome back. Not that you probably noticed, but this episode is late. I am tardy. The dog ate my homework. That's my excuse. My dog is actually like walking around right now and her stomach's been a little bit sick, so It is actually a real excuse. Does anyone else's dog just randomly get sick and then they go out and eat grass in the middle of the night and they make themselves puke? My husband and I still can't figure out, like, what is she eating on our walks? And we do a lot of off-leash walks, so Abby could get into God knows what when we take her on these big hikes and... Obviously, there's random dead stuff on a trail, and we don't know what she's getting her nose and her mouth into. Um, But yeah, I would say once a month, she starts to get a little frantic, and you can tell that her stomach's upset, and she just wants to be outside, and then it kind of sorts itself out. (laughs) Um, Tell me I'm not alone in this. So, okay, sorry for the episode being late. I got in a really good flow on Monday where... I kind of had a lot to do, but they were bigger projects. I was building a couple websites for clients. We are in the process of building out our one-day retreat called Online Course Complete, which is happening at the end of October. Shameless plug, if you're free October 20th and you want to get to the most beautiful venue, an arboretum. I don't even know what an arboretum is. I think it's a place with beautiful trees um, is the definition in Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Then let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell. Yes, we're going to build out your online course so that you can make some sick passive revenue, but we're also going to have a incredible food spread catered. We're going to be connecting in a room with the most amazing humans and you're going to have the time and space to get this dang course finished and stop putting it off. I think the biggest thing that I've heard in speaking with people about this event is like, oh, I've wanted to do a course for like two years and I haven't gotten around to it. And I'm like, okay, this is your chance. So it's really neat to see who's coming. We've got lawyers coming who are looking to build out their online courses. We have someone potentially flying in from the West Coast, which is super, super rad. We have some health practitioners who are signed up. So that gives you a sense for like who's coming, but just also know that even if you don't have a business, if you have a job right now and you're like, I could teach Excel or I really want to teach how to create a cool TikTok video. This is the best chance. So you come one day, we're going to knock it out. You could be making bank by November 
December. Maybe you do a big launch in January and I'm giving you $5,000 worth of launch templates. So it kind of pays for itself um, and we have a few spots left. So yeah, find me on Instagram and let's chat about whether you are coming to Guelph on the 20th. You will not regret it. Um, I just spent a whole day at a talk um, hosted by my friend Blake Fly and it was how to build a TED. Oh my God, I'm out of breath. (laughs) How to build a TED talk. Do I have intention of getting up on a TED stage in the next six to 12 months? Honestly, no. But do I know the power of putting myself in a room in a super vibey space with good people, good food, good atmosphere, and creatively thinking about the next level of my business? To me, so I paid $1,000 to go to that one day event in Toronto with Blake and 12 other people. Do I think it was worth its weight in gold? Hell yeah. I've already seen return on investment through the way I am now able to deliver stories. So even though like I'm not necessarily wanting to be a TEDx speaker, maybe, don't want to write it off, but going to that event really catalyzed so much of how I'm going to proceed in business. So I thought I'd share that just because You know, I'm not just sitting here promoting a one day event being like, woohoo, Emily and I are hosting online course complete and we just want to make money. That is nothing to do with it. We just want to create an offline space. So something in the real world where we can gather, get shit done, feel less alone and ultimately earn some extra cash if you decide to go ahead and launch this. So yeah, that's that. Um, This is going to be a random show. You guys listen to Tim Ferriss. He does the random show uh, every so often with his buddy, Kevin Rose. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) This has been one of those weeks where it's crazy, it's busy, but I still want to have an episode. So we're doing the random show. And I think the first thing that I need to share is that everything feels weird right now. I have been a PC user my entire life. So I grew up using, um, I don't even know what type of computers they were growing up, like Windows, whatever. I always used Excel and Word. And then when I got my first laptop for university, I got an Acer. And then I switched over to a Lenovo. And then I switched over to a Dell (laughs) And this is probably so boring for you to listen to, but what I'm trying to say is that for 34 years, I've been a PC user. And then last week, I was actually supposed to record two podcast episodes with my friend Brandon Fong, and I am about to get my workday started, and my laptop is kind of on its last legs. Like I was able to stretch it out by buying a new charger, but I started to notice that like, the hinges were falling apart. What was inside of the laptop was actually like busting out of the laptop, if you can imagine that. And I felt like it was hanging on by a thread, but it still worked, right? So I decided to keep using it. And I'm like, until this thing actually doesn't work, I don't need a new laptop. I like this. I'm comfortable with it. I have my setup. I'm good. And So I'm about to record these podcasts with Brandon. We've had them booked for like a month or two. And you know when you get those events on your calendar and you're like, okay, like both of us are super busy people. We have this time booked off. Not just one hour, not just 10 minutes, two hours of his day. (laughs) And I have to send him a voice note and I'm like, yo, (laughs) 
my laptop will not charge. Basically, unless I had the charger in at this very particular angle and I didn't breathe and I didn't sneeze and I didn't touch anything, it would charge. But other than that, it was totally donezo. And I knew it wasn't salvageable, but I decided to be resourceful and I go to the nearest Best Buy and I take it into their geek squad and they're like, yeah, first of all, this laptop's really old. And I'm like, how is six years really old? Like, are these things planned obsolescence that after five years, things just break down or the people at Dell just push a button and say, screw her. She hasn't bought a laptop in five years because I'm like, it's not that old. Like a computer should be made to last or at least for like 10 years. But I guess technology's moving really fast. And so he's like, we could send this away. It'll take a few weeks. I'm like, okay, but can't work without a laptop for a few weeks. But I'm appreciating the recommendation. And he's like, there's no guarantee we can even get this part from Dell. And if we do get it, it'll cost you hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, oh God, you know what? This laptop is falling apart anyways. So I think we have an answer we are buying a new laptop. So in that day, I was like, okay, I, if you run an online business, and I think Brandon said this back to me, he's like, oh my God, I would lose my shit if my laptop broke. Like, what would I do? I'm like, I know you just work off your cell phone really, but you also kind of need a laptop. I do Zoom calls with clients. I'm screen sharing. So there is kind of that essential component. But anyways, so that was the day I became a MacBook user. And I won't bore you with why I decided to switch to Mac. It was kind of unexpected. I was only looking at PC computers, but then a MacBook Pro ended up being the best option. And let me continue that story, but first I have to take my sourdough bread out of the oven. (laughs) And a starter. It's so simple. And honestly, it tastes amazing. And sourdough compared to regular bread, there's just mm -mm, no comparison. Not that we eat a ton of bread, but every so often, and you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm a bit of a creature of habit. I either eat a green smoothie or drink a green smoothie for breakfast, or I'll do poached eggs in a lot of white vinegar and water. You got to have that vinegary taste and a piece of fresh sourdough because I bake it and it's delicious and I'm not afraid of bread like I used to be. Back in my nutritionist days, I think I was like, oh my God, gluten, Um, which is fair too. Like if you have a sensitivity to it, and I think I do in mass amounts, and my mom was diagnosed with celiac, so there's definitely some gluten sensitivity in the family, but she actually had celiac disease where she had autoimmune response from eating gluten. I got tested for it, but I don't actually have it. So I did cut out bread for so long, but anyways, we're back on that train. So I do sourdough, butter, smashed avocado, hot red pepper flakes, salt, pepper, two poached eggs that are super vinegary. And it is so good. So yeah, got to have some bread on hand for that. But other than that, I'm not a huge bread eater unless I'm training intensely for a race or I'm doing a lot of cycling, then I just need extra carbs and I'll eat anything. Okay, so back to my story. So now I'm a Mac user. So this is one of the reasons why the podcast is late. Because I could not figure out for the damn life of me 
how to now record everything on GarageBand. I was used to using Audacity and I'm looking at this screen right now. I don't even like all of a sudden this metronome came on and it wanted to have a metronome as I was talking. Had to turn that off. I don't know where the timestamp is, so I have no idea how long I've been recording for. But all this to say, these are the fun things that we get to figure out as entrepreneurs and as business owners. So we're doing it. Uh, we're not releasing an interview this week because I really wanted to test out what this program is all about and how to use it moving forward. So yeah, Monday, I just didn't feel like diving into it. I decided to take myself to the local library. They have um, a university in town and a lot of the university students use the library upstairs as like a study room. So sometimes I go there and just kind of sit in that energy of university students getting shit done, reading their textbooks. Although I've noticed they don't really have textbooks. They're just on their MacBooks all day. And I'm like, okay, first of all, every university student has a MacBook. So apparently I was very uncool being part of the PC crowd. Actually, yeah, even I remember that. So I studied at the University of Western Ontario from 2007 to 2011. I'm pretty sure at that time, me and my roommate were some of the only ones without a MacBook. She had this like huge, 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 I don't know what it was, Dell or Acer or whatever brand it was. And I had this Lenovo ThinkPad or I think it was, yeah. Anyways, we had these massive bulky computers and I just remember everyone else like walking around our floor with their cute little MacBooks. <laughs> and I was always like, okay, am I missing the party here? And I don't know why I was so hell-bent on keeping a PC because I have an iPhone and I guess like all my other technology is Mac. Like I have an Apple Watch, so to then switch to a PC for your computer doesn't necessarily make sense, but oh, I digress. So here we are on the MacBook, loving it. So happy that I got it. And yeah, I just feel very lucky to have a working computer. And speaking of lucky, I have to tell you guys something really cool that I'm doing today. So as you may or may not know, my business partner, Emily Elliott, and I, she's a su success coach. It almost sounds like I'm about to say sex coach. <laughs> That's not what she does. <laughs> um, she's a success coach, mindset coach, and um, we have partnered to create the leading entrepreneur mastermind for women. And it's a place where we gather every single Wednesday and we have guest speakers and we do trainings and we work through challenges in the businesses of our members. And essentially like the, the big goal is to earn more money, but to do it in less time with more ease. And Emily is the queen of easeful earning. I am the queen of easeful strategy, strategy that doesn't feel stressful to get you to your business goals. So we have this mastermind. If you're curious, kelseyridle.com slash mastermind, you do have to apply. Um, but today we have a guest speaker. I'm not going to share who it is because you have to get inside the group to be part of this. But if you join at any time, you'll get the recording. And she is teaching us how to be predictably lucky 
And she like taps into quantum physics and all this like, just like this biology stuff of how to be predictably lucky. So there's actually a formula for being lucky. And she's a very successful entrepreneur. She has a place in Fiji, a retreat center. Like these are the types of guests we are bringing on. You can't even bottle up my excitement. Like there's too much excitement for me in my body right now for this training. Like how to be predictably lucky? Who gets to attend trainings on this? Well, our mastermind does because we treat them like gold. We cannot wait for this training. And yeah, it's going to be so, so, so fun. So that's a sample of what we do in the mastermind. And we have a lot of really cool stuff coming up, especially as we get into Q4 of the year. We're really trying to land some big contracts with our members. People have big goals to complete projects by the end of the year. They're planning January launches. So there's lots of good stuff going on. Um, And we'd love to see you inside. If you are a female entrepreneur and you know you can have it all, not just the money, not just the business, but also the family life, the relationship, the health, the relationships and connections that you desire, that's all inside, right? You got to connect to others who are on similar path. And it's like things just amplify at that point. And I've attended so many masterminds. So, and so has Emily, like we've collectively invested a lot of money in events and in masterminds and just in personal and professional growth activities. And I think both of us can say hands down that we've taken the best of what we know from all of these masterminds and we've compiled it all into one, which is really, really cool. So yeah, we're super stoked about that. I feel like that was very surfer of me. Super stoked. (laughs) And um, what else did I want to say on the mastermind? Yeah, it's just a super rad spot. And this is kind of the hybrid of all of the masterminds that we've attended in the past. I think I already said that. Guys, (laughs) we're going to take a break for a little bit of coffee here. Okay, I just had a big gulp of coffee, so my brain should be working a little bit better now. But I know there's a lot a lot of masterminds out there. In fact, I just got on a call with someone amazing. Her name is Brooke, and she hosts a mastermind for ex-CEOs, ex-founders who are kind of moving on to their next venture. And anyway, she hosts two annual masterminds where they're in-person meetups. And she has one coming up and she's describing it to me. There's a private chef there. They're renting a mansion in Orlando. It's like super highly curated VIP experience. And she actually invited me to go this October. And I'm like losing my shit because the people who are going to be there, they all have like $1 million, $5 million, $10 million businesses. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that is not me yet. But I appreciate the ability to get in that room. And if you think that I might be a good fit, like I'm so in. And much as I really wanted to be there, the $15,000 price tag kind of threw me for a loop. Like to go very last minute, like it starts in 10 days. And then to fork out 15K, which I see value in, I really, really do. Um, I just think mentally I'm not prepared to just drop 15,000 on an event that I know nothing about. And I've just only met this person. But 
I also see why people are paying 15000 to have her curate a two and a half, three day experience, right? If you make one connection and land one major contract out of that, this is the high level thinking. You have paid that back already, right? Um, this is like for our mastermind. So we charge significantly less and it's a one year membership. We also read our audience. We know what they're earning, what they can afford. Uh, most of our um, members, they would willingly spend between five and 10% of their revenue on personal growth like masterminds. So we know that the price point is affordable for that type of person. Um, however, I see how 15K to most people who are earning millions in a year, they're like, I don't even flinch. Like just spend the money, get on the plane, go to Orlando, have the best time for three days. Like it's easy. Just say yes. <laughs> Investing in yourself is an investment. You get a return on investment. Um, it's like, okay, let me tell you a quick story about one of my clients that I'm working with right now. So when she came to me in August, she, and I have all my clients track their revenue. She was earning about 400 or 500 per month, which is totally cool if that's your play money, but this is not a play situation. Like she wants to do her business full time. So she comes to me and I'm like, okay, I'm reviewing her last 12 months of revenue what she's been doing, what her offers are. And I'm kind of thinking like, mm, this is going to be really hard to scale up. So where I always go first with clients is let's review the foundation of your business. So her and I are doing um, my visionary growth package together, which is essentially two months of private coaching. And so within our first session, which was an hour long, we literally changed her entire business model. Actually, no, I should, that's a total lie. <laughs> we changed her offers. So I always think about the core foundation of a business as know who you serve, know what problem you solve and what you're offering them, know what your value proposition is and what is your marketing and sales funnel. So we really needed to go to the basics. She knew who she was serving. She didn't have the right offer for them. And through this first call, within the first couple minutes, I said to her, I don't think you have the right offer right now. There's something you need to be selling your audience. So we make those changes. We do some other stuff, like we get clear on her vision. What are her goals? We did a little bit of a rebrand because she needed that. Uh, we set up her marketing funnel with email, a new sales page, a website, search engine optimization, some social media support. And guess what her earnings were in September. So this is like weeks after her and I have gotten started. $17,000 in sales she brought in. Now she does payment plans, so she didn't collect 17,000, but she closed 17,000 in deals. I don't even know what the percentage jump is, but for somebody who is earning about four or $500 per month or closing four or $500 per month to then have a $17,000 month, just because they changed their offer and dialed in their marketing plan 
and actually listen to their audience of what her audience wanted to buy from her. Oh man, I, yeah, it's crazy. I check in on Asana every day and like she is having wins every day, like booking discovery calls. We've figured out exactly what marketing she does that generates leads. Um, She's got a lot of leads in the pipeline and now she's already on to launching the next iteration of her offer because this one's going so well. Now she knows she can create that secondary income stream. For most clients, I would recommend six to 12 months before they do that. But when you dial everything in, have a 17K launch, you can kind of move on a little more quickly. So I was kind of excited to share that with you guys. And I think it's pretty epic. Do you guys think that's epic or am I, or is it just me here? (laughs) But yeah, truly incredible what she's been able to accomplish. All right. So what else has been going on? Well, I don't know how long I've been recording for, so I'm going to start to wrap this up because I can't figure out GarageBand at this point. (laughs) Um, What else has been going on? Let me tell you this. I've told you this week has been a little bit busy. We just have a lot going on at Visionary HQ, lots of things to promote and to share. And I kind of woke up this morning in a fuck it mood. Do you guys have those days? I always talk about this, the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship, the dips of entrepreneurship. And yeah, you're not always going to be in like a, oh my God, I'm so excited. I woke up and I just want to get to work, get, get me at my computer. Um, luckily, I have motive. My husband leaves the house every day at 7.15 for work. So I'm up with him at 6.45 making lunch. And by 7.15, the house is quiet. So my workday starts pretty early and I always feel like, okay, I got to get right to work. But then I realize, well, he has like a 40 minute commute where he can just decompress. And my nature is like work, 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 work. But over the last couple of years, I've really unraveled that and I'm deprogramming a lot of that thought process. And so today I was like, I just want to go on a long, meandering, therapeutic nature walk. And I was like, I kind of want to like get back to some Instagram DMs and read some emails and FaceTime my sister and my brother-in-law and my nieces. So I literally meandered with my dog and I was like, this is how I'm going to start my day today. And that's why I love entrepreneurship. End of story. The ability to do what you want when you want. If I want to work a 12-hour day, I can do that. If I want to work a two-minute day, (laughs) I can do that. And I will work very hard, but I want to work smart. So if it's not flowing, it's not flowing. So when you wake up in that fuck it mood, just give yourself some grace, you guys. You don't need to hustle, hustle. And we're having beautiful fall weather here. It's October 4th when I'm recording this. It's like 30 degrees outside Celsius. The leaves are changing. The river is beautiful. So tis the season to embrace Um, however, 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 I am so not a fan of people writing off this year already. They're like, oh, the weather's just so nice. And you know what? I've just decided I'm going to enjoy this and postpone everything till January. And they're just constantly like pushing the goalpost forward. So if you're finding yourself in a season of giving up on this year already, I talk about this every year, like, no. This is separation season. The last three months of the year, you could be doing so much while everybody's kicking their feet back. And I just think that's more of a strategic approach. So 
All right. (laughs) How long have I been talking? We don't know. Have you enjoyed this episode? I'm not sure. The random show is over now. I may never do this again. I may do it again next week. But really, you guys were my guinea pigs today. Where did that expression come from? Guinea pigs? Um, My test subjects on GarageBand. And if you loved or hated this episode, let me know on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell. All right, you guys, we'll wrap it up here. Have a visionary day and we'll be back with an epic guest for next week. All right, bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode.